You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tonight's final score, 114-106. And the Kings, who scored 70 in the first half, end up scoring 36 in the second half. And New Orleans gets the victory to improve their record to 2-3. and three. The Kings are now one and four. Well, here we are for the final edition of Locked on Kings for the week, and it was an incredible night at Golden One Center on Thursday. Welcome into Locked on Kings. I'm Jason Ross, and we expected some fireworks on Thursday night, and we certainly got them thanks to the Pelicans, thanks to the Kings, and what truly, I would say, turned out to be a game in a tale of two halves. Kings played brilliantly and incredibly in that first half, New Orleans found their groove, got their offense going, got the defensive improvement, and found their way to a win with an incredible second half. So it was a wild night at Golden One Center. And again, we welcome you into Locked on Kings. Plenty for us to get to. It's mainly a focus in on the game. And uh, I'm going to just kind of start first on a recap of the night, but what it really felt like inside the building. For any of you that were there, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you weren't, you watched it on TV I hope it felt the way I hope you could feel the way it was inside because I was impressed. I, I, I don't, you know, I've done so many games, been around so many games, but I got the goosebumps going when uh, Scott Freshour and everybody in the arena is trying to get everybody fired up on the countdown to get on TNT. They had the rally towels going and were waving them and it just looked great. There was such energy and vibe in the building and it really felt like a playoff-type atmosphere. Obviously, it wasn't, being just game five of the season between the Kings and the Pelicans. But there was an edge to it, an emotion to it, and then just a passion in the building. And the Kings got off to just an incredible start. I mean, so many excellent things that happened early. But, I, I mean, the vibe, the energy, the building was electric. And it really was great to see Golden One Center like that in that early of a game in an emotional night in the return of DeMarcus Cousins. And speaking of that, uh, when he was introduced, kind of a mild, quick applause, professional courteous by the Sacramento Kings fans. Scott Moak introduced him. I think he was third in the out of five. And after that, it kind of simmered down, and there wasn't much to it. There wasn't much fanfare. Got a, you know, Some people stood up. I, I think I heard a few boos, but not, not overwhelming. And then, you know, the game's into the early uh, portion of the game, and Sacramento gets off to that incredible start. They get to that first timeout. It's already 17-4 Kings. And at that moment, the in the organization chose to show a in-arena tribute to DeMarcus, and it showed him in the community, showed him with kids, showed him on the court, talked about his gold medals. It was quick, but a great ovation then for DeMarcus, and it looked like he genuinely appreciated that. And it was cool. It was a good moment. He handled it well. I thought the organization and the fans handled it well. And then it's done. We can move on because uh, he's now a Pelican and maybe on another team eventually down the line. And Kings, this was the first time they've had to face him in Sacramento. The next time it won't be as dramatic and the time after that and the time after that. So um, it, it was an emotional night for DeMarcus and he certainly ended up being the star of the night. When the night started, we weren't sure if Anthony Davis would play. He did not. Was out with that left knee quad tendonitis. I didn't think the Kings took much advantage of that. And they did early, 
but not in the overall outcome of the game and let DeMarcus get loose. But it wasn't only DeMarcus. It was the other guys that really helped contribute in the victory for the New Orleans Pelicans. But let's get into a little bit of the highlights uh, from the way it played out between the Pelicans and the Kings. Cousins controls it again. George Hill goes for the steal. Tips it over to Justin Jackson. Breakaway. Two-hand flush in transition. And the Kings lead it 11-2. 11 unanswered points for Sacramento. Great defensive play by George Hill and the Kings. And he tipped it over to Justin Jackson for the breakaway slam. Zebo sets the pick. Hill rolls right. Drops it back to Zebo. Goes inside to Cauley Stein. Takes it right to the rim. And he scores. Good ball movement by the Kings. Hill to Randolph to Cauley Stein. And it's a 15-4 double-digit advantage for the Sacramento Kings. Here's a steal. Cauley Stein. Kings break three on one. Left angle feed. Justin Jackson sets up the alley-oop. And Cauley Stein delivers. Great three on one breakout for Sacramento. And a 25-6 lead. Straightaway Scal for three. He's got the triple. Scalabissier. The Kings have a 34-point first quarter. And their lead is back to double digits Nelson at 11. down the defense. Feeds a pass. Broken up by Lebissier. It's grabbed by Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich into the front court. Looks to the right. Finds Costa Kufus. The quick flip. No good. Ball comes back to Costa. He dumps it out. Fresh clock to Bogey. Bogey to Fox. He'll go for three. Left angle. De'Aaron Fox knocks down the triple. And the lead is 17 at 46-29. The Kings are four of seven from downtown. Flying in is George Hill. Beautiful rebound for the veteran. Long lead pass goes up the right wing. Looking for a cutter at Zebo. He scores. He's fouled. Vince Carter made the pass, but what made the whole sequence work was the long pass. About two-thirds of the court from George Hill to Vince Carter in the deep corner. The Pelicans on the run out. Cunningham dumps it back to the perimeter. Three ball knocked down by Drew Holiday. And, yep, Dave Yeager is going to take a timeout. It's a 10-point game. It's 75-65, and it's nine unanswered points. There's a step back three for the lead. It's good. Knocked down by Drew Holiday on the right perimeter. It's 80-79. to Our second lead change of the night, and it's now 24-4 on this run. Here's Scalabissier, baseline right. Double team on Scal, almost at it, knocked away. Finds Kufus, goes to Bogdanovich, touch pass to Fox, up and down, move to the rack, and he scores. What great recognition from Bogdanovich for the assist, and a great quick move by the Fox. 12 points for De'Aaron. Fox mishandled it, but controls it. Gets into the front court with a second to spare. He throws it inside at the rim. Holly Stein and the Kings take the lead. 106-105 on the nice soft lob to the rim from De'Aaron Fox. Two and a half minutes left in regulation. Cousins spots for three. He scores the triple. DeMarcus Cousins stalks back up the floor. His club now leads 108-106, and Cousins has 37 points. All right, before we get you Coach Yeager's reaction to this one, I do want to take the time to tell you about SeatGeek. You want to get to more great games like the one that happened on Thursday night or games coming up or concerts or any kind of sporting event, think about SeatGeek. Get that app, put it on your phone, put it on your tablet, whatever, and make your life easier for yourself because when you're trying to get to these events, think about SeatGeek because buying tickets to sports and concerts, you know it can be a difficult process. SeatGeek has made it easier for you, the better way to do it. And I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way that I've found to shop for tickets. And I know you'll feel the same way because when you're thinking about getting to an event, 
Go to the app. It, you could be anywhere at any time. You're at dinner, lunch, wherever you're talking amongst friends, you're watching television. Boom, get on that app and just a few taps and you will find the seats that you desire and it'll be ideal because they also guarantee these seats for you. It saves you time, saves you money by searching multiple ticket sites and they'll compare the prices and find the best deals for you. Make SeatGeek your go-to app of finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports to concerts to comedy and theater. SeatGeek is the one you should think of. So best of all, all of you out there, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. Do that today. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, now let's get back into uh, the game recap a little bit. And we heard the highlights there. I've given you just an overview. But let's hear what Coach Dave Yeager told the media after what was a great first-half performance, built a 19-point lead. They couldn't quite complete it. Late in the game, they were actually playing a four-guard lineup that showed a Let's see, at the time, I think it was Fox, Bogdanovich, Garrett Temple, and George Hill with Costa Kufis. He took out Kufis, put in Willie Cauley-Stein. So four smalls and a big, and Coach Yeager talked about that in the postgame. Uh, well, they were playing small, and so we tried to you know, give our guys some space. You know, They kept going under on pick and rolls with De'Aaron Fox um, and try to you know, put somebody else in the pick and roll and play a uh, spread, uh, having a, you know, using bogey as a point power forward you know if he's got the ball or whatever you know Garrett Temple you could call him a two four whatever somebody's got to be called a four so uh just try to spread him out and see if we could get in the lane yeah you know he wasn't great he, I don't know what he tweaked uh in the first half so I, I pulled him real quick and tried to get him back in, in the in, you know, end of the second quarter um, you know, he made some plays with the ball, uh, but we all, uh, as a team, made a lot, a lot of defensive mistakes. Uh, we got beat off the dribble constantly. We helped from more places we don't need to help from. Uh, we got to do a better job of just staying in front of the basketball uh, individually. No, we we just came out in the second half and just walked. You know, where we want to, we've been working on you know getting four at least four guys over the half court line in in the first four seconds or so and. Uh, you know, we just got too slow, and, and uh, you know, they weren't. They spread it out on us and, and moved it around. We, you know, had 21 deflections in the first half. We had four in the second. You know, that's a real uh, indicator for me and the stuff that we look at of uh, how active and, and aggressive you are. You're obviously, you know, you, you talked the other day about, you know, how much you appreciate and, and like DeMarcus as a as person, as a player. Mm-hmm. What did you think of just that ovation, um, the kind of that special moment him coming back here tonight? Uh, I didn't really see it up on the board. I just clapped, uh, you know, when everybody was clapping for him, which I think was really, really cool. I think to show him the love and of a guy who spent as many years here and uh, has given as much as he gave, uh, I think it was pretty cool. I think uh, it meant a lot to him, uh, knowing him as I do. Um, so I, I thought it was it was very classy. All right, so there's the coach's reaction. Want to again go back through this game? I, I mean, the way it started, a 40-point first quarter for Sacramento. And if you think about the way they've been playing, they were brutal on the road trip. The starts were bad: 17 points, 18 points, 19 points. Those are the three games total uh, for the Kings in Phoenix and Dallas and Denver. So they weren't scoring. The starters got off to slow starts. I was very happy with the beginning of the game. The way the starting five, which Coach Yeager didn't change, Justin Jackson, Zach Randolph, Willie Cauley Stein, George Hill, and Buddy Heald got off to an excellent start, put up a bunch of points, made New Orleans chase the game. Unfortunately, New Orleans was able to catch the Sacramento Kings. Second quarter, subs were good, gave up a little bit of the deficit, but by the end had their best half by far, 70 points at halftime. 
Most points they've had in a half this season. Kings opened up their largest lead of the season, got up as high as 19 in the first half, and actually added it to 19 again. Early part of the third quarter, that's when things completely fell apart on Sacramento. A 24-4 run, and New Orleans had come back to take the lead and actually were leading going into the fourth quarter, 88-87. Early fourth quarter, some of the trouble spots for the Kings, they got in the penalty at the 8.30 mark, and so New Orleans, who... I got to be honest, I thought DeMarcus got quite a few calls in that fourth quarter. I'd never really harp on the officiating, but I think that dictated a tone that got them to the foul line. And the foul differential really wasn't much, but it was DeMarcus getting the line 10 times or making 10 out of 12 and getting the Kings to where they couldn't foul without putting people on the line in the fourth quarter. And the Pelicans got some work done there in the fourth quarter. But in the end... Uh, the Kings, like we said, tried the four-guard lineup. They tried a different thing so many different times. In our highlights that we played earlier, I thought what was impressive by the Kings, whereas uh, you know they got their deficit, it looked like they were in trouble, down by five uh, in the closing five minutes or so. Kings got it back, actually took the lead on that Willie Cauley-Stein lob from De'Aaron Fox. So it's 106-105, about two minutes to go. And I thought the biggest play of the game was actually done by DeMarcus Cousins. They came down to the other end after the Kings took the lead, and DeMarcus took an angle close to top of the key three, buried it, and a two-point lead, and New Orleans would never look back. They scored the game's final nine points. I didn't think the Kings' offensive execution late was very good and missed opportunities. And I, I wasn't that down. I was bummed that the Kings lost the Phoenix Suns game because I felt like that was a golden opportunity coming in. Here's another one that falls into you're playing the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. You're at home. You have built a 19-point lead. This was a bad loss for the Sacramento Kings. Now, what it needs to be is a teaching moment, a learning point, because Coach Yeager continues to play a lot of different guys, continues to play the young guys. They need to know what they did well to build that comfortable lead, and they need to know what went wrong in losing that lead. And if I look at try, if I try to find ways that I felt the game went wrong for the Kings, I thought their offensive ex- execution was so good early. It wasn't in the second half, and Coach Yeager said in his comments earlier that you know he he didn't feel the team pushed the ball enough in the second half. I also think this might be something going forward to watch, and I, I kind of predicted it in the season as far as they have so many different players, so many quality players, but the separation between guys isn't that large between a starter and the backup that coach Yeager is playing 10 11 guys on uh, Thursday night he had a starting five still played Costa Temple Fox Labissiere Bogdanovich and Vince Carter so he played 11 guys I honestly don't have that much of a problem with the total number of players but I look at the minute distribution And sometimes when you just give guys minutes, bulk minutes, something has to happen over time, right? NBA players will find a way to get their numbers. And if you kind of compare the two teams, I'm not a huge fan of the New Orleans roster. I'm really not. But what saved them, besides the obvious performance by DeMarcus Cousins, and I think Cousins could have had the stats he did and still lost. But they needed Drew Holiday's 20 points. They needed just enough from Etwan Moore scoring 12. And then Jameer Nelson, just a professional. Uh, This team signed him not long ago. He comes in, was asked to play a lot, played 35 minutes, scored 18 points and had six assists, hit four big three-pointers. And so 
my point there is that 35 minutes for him, 34 for Cunningham, 43 for Cousins, 40 for Holiday, 38 for Etwan Moore. Again, this is not a great roster, but there are more minutes being distributed to lesser guys. Lesser guys are playing, so the minute total is up. Where if you go down the line for the Sacramento Kings, nobody played, or excuse me, one guy played 30 minutes. It was George Hill, played 30. Justin Jackson started and played 15. You had guys like Costa playing 18, Vince Carter playing 7. I, I would just wonder if it's hard to get into a groove. And by playing that many guys, and again, I love the balance that the Sacramento Kings had, but I would find it difficult to know who's hot at the end. Who's your closer? Who do you feel good about? Buddy Heald, to me, is one of the streakiest guys on the team. And I think to get the overall streaky element of him, the good and the bad, you have to play in minutes. And Buddy, for starters, played the second least minutes, played 19 minutes. There was one little stretch in the third quarter where I felt he got it going. He never came back in the game. You had uh, you know Temple and Fox, who didn't start the second half, but they were the guys that were closers. I thought Bogdanovich really started to make some plays. He, he's becoming a playmaker. But I just think it's going to be difficult to constantly find the group that you want to let them play together to get out there and get some real run. And so by playing 11, because you don't have the separation of, of high-level players in the team, I don't fault them for playing that many, but I also can see how this could be a recurring issue where someone that maybe was going well at one portion didn't get back in or didn't you know kind of lost their groove. Because if you look at the scoring totals for the Kings... You had 14 to lead the way for De'Aaron Fox. I mean, that was the high score, but they had seven double-figure guys. Zach Randolph had 13. He had a stretch where he was really going pretty well. Willie Cauley-Stein, Buddy Heald each had a 12, 11 for Scal, 10 for Garrett Temple, and 10 for Bogdanovich. So those are one of the, those are a couple of things I'm thinking of. And then, of course, we got to go back to Boogie. DeMarcus Cousins was the headliner of the night. His stat line, 14 of 25, 3 of 5 beyond the arc, 10 of 12 from the foul line. 41 points, 23 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, turned it over 4 times, and had 5 fouls. I thought the Kings also got away from attacking him a little bit. I felt they could have gone at him a little bit earlier to see if they can get him in more foul trouble. But I don't know that DeMarcus Cousins could have drawn up a much better night on his return. Got the ovation because he was wondering about that. His TNT post game, he basically said, yeah, I was nervous as heck. I didn't know how it would feel, but much love to the fans. And that, that was smart, played that part smart. And then when he, the game went along, he put up the numbers, which is exactly what DeMarcus does. He's got that gift, carried his team, got some help eventually, and ended up winning a game that I know he personally had to feel great about that they got out of there with the W, 114 to 106. So all in all, a very fun night. I mean, it really was. We can't lose sight of that, but... I know Kings fans, myself included, want them to get wins. And it didn't happen. A couple other things, too, to keep in mind when you're looking at this team. Keep watching the rebound numbers. Kings were out-rebounded by 13. Every game they won, which is one, they out-rebounded Dallas. All four that they've lost, they've been out-rebounded. I'm a little bummed that they're 0-2 at home. They have played, I think, one good team in Houston. New Orleans is okay. Not that impressed with them, but they get their second win and to win without Anthony Davis is pretty significant for them. So we hope you enjoyed today's edition of Locked on Kings. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend ahead. We'll be back next week for more editions. Again, check us out. Uh, we do a thank you for the feedback. 
And we'll talk to you again next week on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.